For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting a coach. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look of what the support system experiences but no one discusses. So grab a drink, sit back and listen, because we're about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Hi, we are so excited to have a special guest. We have Megan here. Hi, guys. So she is a wife to the Stephen F. Austin University basketball team coach. So they have a very unique journey, and we are so excited to share it with you guys. So Megan, we'll let you just kick it off. Okay, sounds good. Um, My name's Megan Vanya. I am originally from McKinney, Texas, so kind of like North Texas, and I am married to Mitch Vanya. He is one of the assistant coaches at Stephen F. Austin. We have two daughters. One is three. Her name's McKinley, and one is one, and her name is Mallory. We have had like a little bit of a crazy ride with the whole coaching world. We've been in and out of the college world and then in and out of the NBA as well. Yeah, it's it's been a big part of our lives. So um, I've enjoyed being a coach's wife so far. We've been married eight years. We just celebrated eight years. So we're just enjoying life in Nacogdoches, Texas. So it's pretty fun. That's awesome. And so how did you guys meet? Tell us the story of how you met and like your your beginning of this whole journey. Okay, so we met actually at A&M. We both went to Texas A&M together. I, in the summers, I had the best job. I worked as, literally my title was like hydration engineer. Um, So I worked for Gatorade and basically we had to make the Gatorade for all the sports camps. They just gave me a golf cart and they said, go make the Gatorade. And the only catch was like, I'm kind of a small, smaller, like built girl. And I couldn't lift like the big things of Gatorade. So that's how Mitch and I started talking. I'm like, Hey, so, um, can you lift this on that table? And, um, basically like started talking, started dating, um, and then got engaged shortly after we left A&M. He was a grad assistant at that time. He was in grad school there and had worked with the basketball team as a manager and then a grad assistant. I don't know, I guess we like fell in love like on the basketball court, I guess in some sense. Um, So it's always been a kind of a part of our relationship, which is really funny because in high school, it's like drill team, not like dance, like not like in this world. So this is kind of new to me. 
Yeah, that was my next question was, did you have any idea what you were getting yourself into when you were like, oh, you work for basketball. That sounds kind of cool. That's not like a normal eight to five job. So were you just kind of like, oh, this is different yeah. than what I thought. Yeah. So like you see wives at the games, like they look so like glamorous and put together and they have cute little kids, like all in like spirit wear, you know, and, and I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that. No prob, you know? And then like, I remember right before my wedding, my dad <laughs> sat me down because at the time he was with the Rockets and my dad's like, you know, do you understand really what this means? How much he's going to be gone? And he was very pro Mitch. It wasn't like he was anti Mitch, but he was just like, I just want to make sure like you understand like what you're getting yourself into. And I'm like, dad, it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna be great. You know, but yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I knew some of it, but I didn't know the intense like travel side to it, the intense like schedule side to it. That's the bad side of it. Like I also didn't know like how invested you become in like the players and like how invested you become in like the families and our life has really become like a part of the sport, you know, at both levels. And we have had like mentors at both levels that I don't think I would have ever been able to get if we wouldn't have been in this kind of sphere of life, you know, but definitely not what I thought it would be, but it's been a beautiful journey so far. So it's just a part of who we are, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about NBA and then you're talking about college. So talk about like differences between the two. Like what was NBA like? What's college like? What are the differences? Favorites and least favorite things. So Kind of his career path was the year he graduated was the year of the lockout. I don't know if y'all remember. It was like 2011, 2012. And so he was able to stay on. We actually had a coaching change at A&M as well. And that new coaching staff allowed him to stay on as like a unpaid <laughs> grad assistant or whatever, kind of just buying him time until the lockout lifted. Cause he was interviewing with teams in the NBA, but everyone was still under the whole, like, we can't hire until we've reached an agreement on that side. And so he actually was trying to buy my ring at the time, my engagement ring. And so he was working nights at FedEx. And so he'd work from like 3am to like 7am. And then he would go to the gym and work for free during the day. And then he would do the same things. The little ring like actually like was like blood, sweat and tears, you know, to get it. But he went to the Rockets for two years. Then we got a call back from the coaching staff at AM and they said, will you come back here and be the video coordinator? And that was something that, you know, we talked to a lot of people within the Rockets and they're like, it is so rare to get to coach at your alma mater. Like that's a very cool thing. So we decided to head back to AM, which obviously we're Aggies. We love that school. We headed back to AM and we were only there for a season. Um, and then we got a call back from the Rockets asking him to come back as the video coordinator. So we packed up, moved back to the Rockets, and he was there for five seasons, I believe. Um, and then kind of like worked his way up to his title was like coach's assistant and opponent scouting. So his role was really to know the plays that the other team was going to call and to kind of be like the source of, I don't know, in girl language, I said he like was a spy. And so he would like <laughs> know everything the other team was going to do. And then 
he would be able to say, okay, they're going to run this. This is how we defend this, you know, like that sort of thing. So um, heavy on the film side of it, heavy on watching other teams side of it. Okay, so then we got let go of the Rockets. So this is our first getting let go. And I will say like, we were so blessed to have some older seasoned coaches that were with us there and with us previously at AM to kind of just help us walk through that season and to just kind of sit there and say like, hey, you're going to be okay. The Lord has something else planned for you. And so you just got to wait, you know? And so it was so nice to like hear people say, okay, this is the normal. This is how it's going to be. And, you know, like I, I came from a family where my dad worked at the same place for like 20 years. So like that is just something that I'm like, what? Like we have, like you're kicking us out, you know? Um, but at the same time, like now having the perspective of how everything has unfolded here at Stephen F. Austin, like the Lord really did kind of pull us this way. And he actually worked with the head coach here that one year at AM. And so he called us and said, Hey, I have an assistant coaching job. And Mitch has been really itching to get, you know, the assistant coaching title and to like be on the floor and to be working out guys. And, and, you know, within the NBA, like kind of like worked our way up just from the intern level through the video, through the scouting, you know, just kind of like inching our way up. And so it was like to finally get the assistant coach title. It was a really like a cool moment for him. And I was like, Hey, coach Vanya, this is a big deal. You know, both paths have been hard at times and have been beautiful at times. They're oddly very similar as a role of like a wife. There's way more games in the NBA. I mean, 80 plus games because we went deep within the playoffs. So I used to get my planner and I used to like highlight his like travel time to be like, yellow was when he was home and pink was when he was gone, you know? And I think both levels have their really awesome moments and their really hard moments, like for the family. And this year we've had some, like, we beat Duke, which was a huge upset. Um, And so that was like the highlight of, I don't even know. Like I told Mitch, I was like, that was God giving you a big hug. Like that was awesome. I was watching the game. I was so mad because I really wanted to go. And Mallory was really young. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, it's okay. You know, you go. And so he's like texting me kind of before the game. He's like, I just wish you could experience this. This is like just something I've never experienced, you know, just being there. And, and then when we like one, I was like literally screaming at the TV, like, what? Like, why am I not there? You know, but it's okay. It's one of those things now where I'm like, okay, these next couple of games that are big, like we are going. I feel like it's been a really cool journey. Like we've done kind of this weird dance of in college and back in the pros and back in college and back in the pros. And so I don't know, maybe that's our story. I don't, I don't know. Well, I will, I will say that your outlook on everything is so refreshing and so positive. (laughs) I like applaud you for that. And I admire you because that is a lot of change that, you know, you have to endure. And I think that a lot of listeners don't realize that in the basketball world, most start with video. And so with football, it's a little different. You can do video, but most are graduate assistants for football. And so that is just a whole new perspective is there's multiple layers from going from video like you said to scouting to 
that's a lot. <laughs> that's a yeah. lot of climbing and working, you know, working hard. Um, it seems like you have just learned over time that you have this purpose and, you know, each place that you've gone, you've kind of like dove in and really soaked it up. So was that always your mentality or like, was there a moment? I, you know, I've had really strong mentors along the way. One, one person in particular and you know, every time that we would move, she'd be like, unpack those boxes. Like you are there, like be there, like be fully there. And that's like really good advice for any sport at any level, like to mentally say like, I'm going to commit no matter what the time is. Like if it's a year, like the year we were at A&M, we made some of the best friends that we still keep in contact with. We love them so much. And it was because we were just so there ready to make those lifelong relationships. It wasn't like, oh, I kind of feel like we're at a weird VRBO. I have learned that we are going to probably move a lot. And that's why they have like that app called Marco Polo. And you can like, you know, talk to your friends all the time and like stay connected. There's two things I'm really thankful for. Like we are from Texas and we've stayed in Texas. And I know that that's probably going to change. Like someday we will move out of Texas and, and that will be fine. But I think we've been so blessed to stay, even though we've done this like crazy dance of like our career, at least we've stayed close to family. I wish I could say like my family was in Nacogdoches. They're not, they're, you know, three and a half hours away. And when we were in Houston, they were like five hours away, but that's still a drive. So when Mitch will go out of town for like, you know, a seven day trip, I'd be like, peace. I'm going to go take the girls up, you know, to my family. I just have kind of learned and I've had really strong women around me that have done this before. And I think if I was to like, give any advice to someone new going into this, it would be to seek those people out. If you see someone who, you know, that you admire the way their kids interact with you, or like you see like that they're really good parents, you see that they have a good, like close relationship, you see that like your morals and your values like align with them, I would definitely like try to seek out those relationships. Because, you know, when we were in in the NBA and in college, there were women that I would look at and I'd be like, man, how does she do it? Like, how does she keep it all together? And it wasn't really that they were like keeping it together. It was just that they had like mastered their craft. They were like seasoned veterans. And one of the things I kept wondering about when we were in the league was like, how do you do Christmas? This was the first Christmas that we actually had Mitch in our house Christmas. Other days he has done this craziness where he like comes up for Christmas Eve and drives home after presents Christmas Eve and then they play the next day. There's just been like those moments where I'm like, how do you like do life if your husband is, you know, in Minnesota on Christmas day? Like, what do you do? And just having those conversations, kind of seeing how they have walked through keeping their kids on a normal path, as normal as can possibly be like in this role has been really, really good for me. And that's what I would say is look for those women be like, Hey, we're going to be friends. Can we be friends? You know, cause that's basically what I did. I would say it saved us a lot of fighting. It saved our family a lot of heartache, learning a different way of life because it truly is. It's totally different than what I grew up in or the normal nine to fivers grow up in, you know, so. I love that perspective to lean on your mentors because I feel like a lot of people don't 
look at it that way. And I think that's kind of why we created this whole community is because sometimes you just you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. And hopefully you have those people that you can rely on. But that's awesome that you've had that kind of since the beginning of this whole career. So what do you tell your family and your friends that aren't really familiar with this whole lifestyle? Because it sounds like you obviously have your family kind of close to you at least a little bit. So were they aware of it? Was it a hard transition for them when you kind of got into this whole world? I mean, his family obviously is has grown up with him being in basketball all the time. So my family, I'm one of three girls. So none of us played basketball. So my dad is a huge basketball fan. So that is good. So he can like talk the talk with Mitch and, and that that was an easy transition there. There's been obviously those times where like he's had to miss birthdays or he's had to, you know, be on the road and, you know, I've been crushed McKenley's first birthday. She, he was gone. And it was this kind of this moment of like, what am I going to do? And I was on the phone with my mom and she's like, you're going to make it the best day that you can possibly make it. You're going to do everything that you know is her favorite thing. And so that's what we did. And I think my parents have just, they love Mitch so much they love us together, like who we are as parents together. And so they're going to do everything. Like even if I'm negative about a situation, they turn it around as a positive. And I feel like they've been very accepting of that. You know, I feel like I have to apologize. No, he can't come. Or, you know, like I had to ask my sister, I'm like, can you please have your wedding in August? Because that would really work for our schedule, you know? And, and luckily she was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, like she did it. But like little things like that, you know, we have a wedding coming up in January that I'm like, okay, I'm just prepping y'all. He's probably not going to be able to come. That's just our life. And that's okay. But it's just prepping them has been good. And then now I always say he's probably not going to be available. And then if he is, it's like, yay, Mitch is available, you know, but if he's not like, it's already been like prepped in the back of their mind. That's how I do like friends and family. Like I'm like, yeah, it's probably just going to be me. And then, oh, wait, by the way, Mitch is, Mitch is home. So we're going to come. That's the best thing that I've kind of figured out so far. Yeah, we literally, that's so funny that you say that. Because in our flying solo episode, we say that where we're like, we just tell them, don't give us any expectations. And so when you do come, you are the biggest hero in the whole world when you do show up. So that is great. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's so excited. I am so curious. So you are a mom, you are a supporter. And you have a boutique that you run. So I know that it's your adorable daughter's names, right? So how did that get started? Was that when you moved to Stephen F. Austin or was that a ways back? I actually started, it was called Sideline Sass before. And it was started when we were at A&M. A&M had just moved to the SEC. And I saw that girls were starting to dress up a little bit more for games. But there wasn't like a cute place that was offering like cute dresses to go to the games but then could go to like date night or could like where to work everything was always had like a logo and so I kind of thought okay I'll start this boutique so I started it with like six dresses and they were all just like maroon and white coloring but they didn't have like a logo so it started off from there and then it kind of just grew it went probably five and a half years so when McKinley was born And that was like in the craziness of Mitch traveling. Like we were with the Rockets. He was traveling a ton. And I I honestly got like really bad postpartum depression with her. And so I ended up just kind of like saying like, okay, God, like I need to simplify my life. 
So I decided to close. And then when we moved back here to Stephen F. Austin, this is going to sound so lame, but to tell you the truth, I'm not a very good, like new girl in town. Like I miss my friends so much. And a lot of the people that shop from Kenley and Mal, that's the name of it now. It's Kenley and Mal Boutique. Those are like my people. Those are like my tribe. And the beauty of it is that because it's all on e-commerce, I can kind of just like pick them up and like move them to the next place that I go. And um, it's not just game day wear anymore. Like it's totally just like every day. Um, I come out with like a collection. So like right now is is back to basics, which is just like work from home, kind of like I'm calling it like COVID chic lounge wear, casual wear, just comfy wear. Um, and so I'm prepping, getting ready to go into like fall. So that's what I'm working on right now, which my friends are like making fun of me. I like actually decorated my house for fall because I am like in sweater mode. You have no idea. Like the cuteness that is coming is just like out of this world. I am ready for these sweaters. And so anyways, I like totally diverged, but Kenley and Mal, it's just something that's just for me. It doesn't have to do anything really with him, with his schedule with my girls, with their schedule, like it's just for me. And it's, it's just a dream. I've always wanted to own an actual like brick and mortar, but because of how much we've like transitioned back and forth, that's never been like a true possibility. Like I always tell Mitch, like when you retire, can I finally get my store, you know, but this is kind of like the bridge, you know, this kind of is the, I guess it's like the best of both worlds. Like I can have the experience of doing it, but I do it from home and do it through social media and that kind of thing. So it's been a huge joy and it's been a definitely easier transition now that I have like my people back, you know, in my life. And I was actually like, kind of like nervous. I posted like the logo just out to my VIP group. And I was like, what if something big comes back? And like, everyone went like nuts. They're like, come back, come back. And so it was just like a nice like thing like, okay, like I can do this again, like we're gonna do this again. So it's still fairly small, but it's something that, you know, just brings me joy. And it's just a part of our life too, I guess. <laughs> That's so awesome that you have your own thing, your own identity, and you can kind of like separate that out from your kids and being a wife. And what does his typical schedule look like? And then what does your schedule look like with boutique? I know all the work that goes into that is not easy. So talk about your guys' schedules. I honestly can't really tell you what his schedule is right now. It's very like fluid. Typically in season, he leaves the house early, like 6.30ish, probably he's out the door. Um, and we don't see him unless it's a game day. He would come home, get his suit, kind of like say hi to the girls and then head back up. The thing that's been a huge blessing in NAC is that we are fairly close. So he can come for lunch, which has been really nice just to have like a breath of fresh air if he's available like he'll pop in and say hi so that's a little bit of his free time in the day um his little hour that's been kind of a huge blessing for our family here um because in Houston we literally were like 45 minutes from the arena so that that wasn't happening uh yeah so he goes in and he comes home I mean y'all it's like every day is different some days we get him for dinner and it's like a great thing and he's home by like six and some days are later like it just it's very fluid with his schedule with the boutique a lot of it is done at night or during nap I like kid with my friends that I like put them down and I'm like ready go like I just like have like 
10 million things to do, but the girls are um, going to start preschool. And so that's going to give us a little bit more structure, which will be really nice because I am a very like structured person. Um, so this has been kind of an interesting experience especially having him home for so long during COVID and then like having the boutique. It's just been a very fluid time. And I'm a person that really kind of likes their boxes and just likes, you know, everything to be organized. So mine, I kind of have it down by days. You know, every Thursday I do try on Thursday. So I prep that on Tuesday. And like every Tuesday I do this thing called like to carry where people like vote on where what they want me to carry the next week. And so I prep that on Sunday. And so everything has like its day. So that allows me a little bit more flexibility if I do that at nighttime or before they wake up or during nap. And then I just fill orders like just whenever I can. Like if it's free, I will go in there and fill some orders and then, you know, go on my merry way. But yeah, it's been a little crazy. Hopefully once we get preschool kind of rocking and rolling, it will kind of like even out a little bit. So. You are like superwoman. I literally yeah. am listening to this and I'm like, she must have like 48 hours in one day to do everything. <laughs> but that is just so incredible because I feel like uh, Brittany and I were actually talking about this, that when you have things that you have to do, you suddenly make all this time and you make it work. So I think it's incredible that you still make time for you, your kids you know, having dinner together, which is so yeah. wonderful. But my next question is, how do you guys make time for each other? Because yeah. your schedules are so separate. For sure. Like Wednesday nights are usually like my, I don't do anything either. Like we've started a new show, kind of have that like time together or we'll get takeout and have it on our patio or, you know, before COVID, like we'd have like an actual date night. I think that is crucial in this role to like make time for your relationship because if you put it on the back burner, you're just going to have more separation between y'all. And that's just not needed. They're already on the road so much. Like you don't need to add any more separation. And then honestly, like when, when he was with the Rockets, our best friend was FaceTime. When he would get to his room, like his hotel room, he'd flip open his computer and he'd turn on FaceTime. And then I'd just like stick him in our kitchen and I'd be like, there's dad, you know? And like, I just like continue to like do life. And then like, we'd be like waving to him and like continue to do stuff. And so I think you just find your little niche of time, like whether it's, you know, hey, I can go to lunch tomorrow. Like, can you find a babysitter? Or when we were with the Rockets, I would drive him to the games just so that we wouldn't have two cars down there and be traveling so late at night, both of us. Driving him to the game and like having the girls like be asleep in the back, like that was our little time. Like just having like that little bit of time just to like talk and just to be normal and just like remember like, this is why I fell in love with you. Like, you know what I mean? Like you are still... Mitch, the guy that like put up my Gatorade, you know? So, but definitely like you have to make time for each other. Like y'all know, like this is just a crazy journey. So you have to like say like, okay, we are going on a date for sure tonight or tomorrow. You know, I joke with Mitch. I say like all the time, I'm like, here's the babysitter's number. If you ever want to like, just call her, I'm free, you know, like just like setting him up for success. So hopefully that will happen one day that I'll come home and he'll be like, date night tonight, you know? But until then, I'm the planner in our relationships. So I'm like, okay, Saturday is going to be date night, you know? So I just like make it a thing. And when you have kids and when you're trying to do this craziness of a life, like you just have to. I love that outlook because I feel like 
that's what everyone that we've talked to, we don't have kids, so we don't know that side of it yet, but we, everyone we've talked to has said it's the little moments that you guys find together, you know, driving, driving him to a game or, you know, that type of thing, making dinner and being on FaceTime, that type of thing is just so special. But how do you deal with the girls at the game? Like, do they say focused? Are they are they running around the stands, or what does it look like? Yeah, so I like saw those glamorous coaches wives at the games. Like no one sees that they probably started prepping for that game at like noon the day of. It takes forever to get us out of the house. Forever to get like naps aligned and like to make sure no one's gonna lose their mind during the game because you know they sit us so close one night like Mitch literally was like hey I heard Mal having her having a little moment and I'm like oh no I knew you could hear her you know like she was having a moment but yeah I mean I probably am not the glamorous wife that people see like I probably look like a hot mess but we just make it work like I bring all the things snacks galore if I can shove another snack at them like that is what I'm doing like I am like here's another applesauce. Oh, you're hungry. Here's some goldfish. Like our area is probably like disgusting because of like my kids just like trying to eat and trying to like stay quiet. But my oldest one now is actually really starting to love it. She loves the dancers, the lights. She like will say like, Axum, Jax. And like, she'll like do like the cheers back and forth. And she is like a diehard now. But my littlest one, we just bring all the things. Like I bring all those little like watercolor things, sticker books, anything. And like, I'm hoping that this next season will be able to stay a little longer. This past season, because Mal was so young, I would leave at halftime and even though it kind of like broke my heart to leave, it just was too late for her. Like she would just like cry and be a mess. But there were a couple games that I took just my oldest one to and that was kind of our our little date night, like me and her. Um, And that was really fun. And then of course, like if I left the game, I just turn it on the radio or whatever and like head home. Well, I sound like I need to be like one of your kids, just keep feeding me snacks to get through (laughs) football games because every game I feel like is so long after you've been so much football. I mean, it's funny because Brittany and I were talking, we're like, okay, we have one game a week for football season and you guys have like multiple going on. I always tell him all the time, I'm like, why didn't you choose football? Like, what were you thinking? And he's like, I know. Baseball wives, like I give you so many claps, snaps, like whatever, like their season is super long too. Honestly, this role as a, a coach's wife is, it is what you make it. Like it can be super negative if you make it super negative. Or you can choose to see the good and see, you know, like we are so fortunate that our men like love what they do. He literally goes to work every day and it doesn't feel like work because he actually like loves what he does. And like, there's not very many Americans or anyone that can say like, you know, I get paid to do what I love, you know? And that's just something that we're super fortunate to like be a part of that world, you know, and to have him like, living his dream. I mean, this is what he wanted to do his whole life. But I'm with you, girl. Like, you need a snack? I got you covered. I like literally bring our pantry in my diaper bag. I'm like ready to go. I don't know that it helps the hot mess that we are, but we try. <laughs> I love it. I think you need to come to a football game with us so you can <laughs> <Yeah>. feed us. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring the snacks. <laughs> but we really appreciate you taking time to meet with us. It was awesome to get to know you and we love your perspective. Thank you guys. It was really fun. Thank you. And thank you to everyone that's listening and we will see you guys next time. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to this on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.